Production made possible in part by MedPlus Advantage. You're listening to Radio Rounds, a talk show created and hosted by medical students and physicians in training, where today's stories are told by tomorrow's doctors. I'm Lakshman Swamy, internal medicine resident at Boston Medical Center, and coming up on today's show, John Corker sits down with fourth-year osteopathic medical student Steve Nuanes as he uses examples from his own training to explain how DO physicians go back to the basics in order to provide the best possible care for their patients. What I've, what I've seen so much as a medical student, now that I'm in my fourth year, that we don't really touch our patients as much as, as we probably should. It's really, you see them, you get in, you see the root of the problem, and we don't actually do a thorough physical exam. We do the basics, but we really don't have the skill of touch anymore. And just by going in and seeing this patient, putting my hand on her muscles, I was able to figure out the etiology of her symptoms, which is from a simple muscle spasm. And by, by, by following the osteopathic you know, approach and really getting to the root of the problem and fixing it, everything else was able to be taken care of. And she was able to go home, and, it was, it was, it was, and, and she was very grateful for it. More from medical student Steve Nuanis on the many unique advantages and challenges of osteopathic medicine right now on Radio Rounds. Welcome to Radio Rounds, everyone. I'm Lakshman Swamy. Last week, I spoke with Dr. David Roberts of Harvard Medical School about shifting paradigms in American medical education. This week, we continue that medical education theme as Radio Rounds host and director John Corker sits down with Steve Nuanis, a fourth-year student at Nova Southeastern School of Osteopathic Medicine in Florida. John begins the interview by asking Steve to explain the difference between allopathic training, which earns doctors an MD after their name, and his own osteopathic training, which earns doctors a DO after their name. Here's that interview. Steve, welcome to Radio Rounds. We're so glad to have you on the show today. Thanks, John. Thanks for having me. I wanted to start off by just having you explain for our listeners the difference between uh, traditional allopathic MD medicine, uh, and the type of medicine that you're studying, osteopathic medicine, where you'll get a DO after your name when you graduate? Yeah, John, that's a great question. Um, in America, there's two types of doctors traditionally, the MDs and the DOs. DOs are a, is, is a, it's a younger profession than the MDs. It started in the late 1800s, and there, as such, is also a smaller number of uh, DOs practicing in the United States. Now, DOs are, just as well as their MD counterparts, are fully accredited, and we can practice in all, form, in all fields of medicine. But what distinguishes us is that we are, treated, we are trained in osteopathic manipulative medicine, which is an approach that encompasses the entire patient, and, um, especially with physical diagnosis. And this, this is uh, important for us because it allows us to incorporate the entire patient as a whole rather than just looking at a collection of symptoms as in, more, as, as in a more of a traditional um, allopathic approach to, to patient care. And Steve, when you were looking at medical schools and going through the decision-making process, what drew you more towards that osteopathic DO sort of uh, training regimen as opposed to the more traditional allopathic regimen that we're all used to, to kind of associating with medicine? 
Well, initially, I actually wasn't looking at osteopathic medicine because I really didn't know much about it. I'm from Texas, where there's not uh, not a lot of DOs. Um, and when I went to college up in the Midwest, I heard a little bit about it because there are, are there's a larger uh, amount of DOs in that area. But it was really foreign to me. So when I was in grad school, I was trying to figure out exactly what I wanted to do. I decided to shadow a doctor out in, um, in Virginia, and her name was Dr. Babcock. And she worked in a really interesting clinic. It was a pain management clinic, and they were all DOs. And they tended, and I, at this time, it, I really didn't know the, the difference or really understand what they did versus traditional MDs. But what made their, their clinic very special was that it was a pain management cl- clinic that focused on treating their patients with osteopathic manipulation. And I had no idea what this was, and so I wanted to give it a shot and see what they were doing. And when I went to their clinic, the things that I saw them do were just blowing my mind with them actually spending time with the patients, putting their hands on their bodies, and really trying to get the, the, the base of what was going on and trying to actually stop the pain itself. Well, at the same time, they did give them you know medic- medications that they needed, but all their patients had a, had a, had to have a, um, an agreement with them that they would that they would have to stop taking the medications as 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 their as their treatment progressed, so that they can help these patients truly heal. And I remember well, there was one patient that I saw that uh, that she could barely walk, and she was like walking hunched over, and they did some crazy manipulation on her pelvis. And that helped relieve her back pain and her head pain. And within about 30 minutes, she was able to actually walk straight up. And when I saw that, it just completely blew my mind. And I was like, this is something I have to do. And so that's when I really started looking at the DO schools, and that's what I applied for because I was just set on really trying to make a difference in patients um, rather than just trying to, you know, sh- you know uh, sugarcoat, I guess, or, or the problem was by giving medication. Tell us a little bit more about these more hands-on osteopathic manipulation techniques that you mentioned. What what goes into that? What's kind of the uh, the theory or strategy behind that? Absolutely. So when you go to a DO school, it's a very it's a bit different from when you start from MD school. From day one, when you get into school, you are you are put in a room with all your classmates, and you are told to start touching each other. Now this is an awkward, <laughs> an awkward thing to to tell someone to do with each other. But you sit there and you're in your you know you're in your shorts and and females are wearing sports bras and shorts and you start putting your hands on each other and really you close your eyes and you start fi- figuring out how to touch someone and then deciphering you know this is what skin feels like and if you push deeper this is what tissue like this is what a bone feels like this is what a muscle feels like and really deciphering all the different types of tissues that are on someone's body. And this allows you to really develop your 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 sense of touch, and it's a really it's really an amazing thing. And once you start once you develop those abilities and um, to do the to do this type of manipulation or to do this type of touch, then you can then we start advancing on to understanding how the muscles work. And if you understand how the 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 anatomy and the physiology of muscles and tendons and how the entire body works and is interconnected, and you're able to manipulate it to your benefit to help the patient in whatever situation they may have, whether that be from a muscle spasm and you just really need to um, just to help reset the muscle and put it back into position that it needs, or whether you just have a strain or, or a, a joint that may be a little bit out of place and helping to, 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 to reset everything. And it's quite amazing the things that we can do to help a person um, feel better. 
certainly the possibilities seem, quite frankly, endless. And, and maybe these techniques can be used to heal patients in ways that, that more traditional allopathic methods maybe can't. Um, can you remember any stories? Tell us about some times that your manipulative techniques allowed you to effectively treat a patient where when maybe traditional allopathic methods just weren't cutting it. Absolutely. There was this one incident where I was at a hospital and we had a 17-year-old pa- a female patient who came in with uh, flank pain. And so, of course, being at her age and her, um, her demographics, they, went, they, they put her through every test that they could possibly do. And I remember we were on rounds, and it was, this was the fourth or fifth day of her being in the hospital, and they, they couldn't figure out what was going on with her. And uh, she, she wasn't my patient at the time at, at all. And I heard, and the attendant said, well, maybe it's just musculoskeletal pain, and how about we just give her a muscle relaxant? And that's when, like, my ears went up, uh, and I was... And I'm not a big fan of muscle relaxants because, you know, being a DO, if it's a muscle problem, why don't we just fix the, the root of the problem rather than just throwing medications at it? So I listened to the case and paid attention, and I decided to talk to the resident, and I went in with the resident, and I just put my hand on her back and just put my hand on her lower, on her flank, and I, really, and I felt, felt the tissues, and I just felt that everything was just spasmed. And her just her her quadratus lumborum was just completely spasmed, and and her body as such was contorted in an odd way. And I looked at the resident, and I was like, I think she just had a muscle spasm. I think that's her problem. And so I went to the, went to the attending, told them that I want to try this thing called manipulative uh, some manipulation. And as the attending was an MD, he he was like he didn't really understand. Uh, I explained to him exactly what I wanted to do. And under the physician's supervision, I went in with the patient. I got I, and I put her into a weird position to uh, that allowed the muscle to relax um, and allow it to re- reset itself, and it was amazing. And within about and the muscles immediately relaxed, her pain went away, and within two hours she was actually discharged. So, and it was interesting to note this because what I've what I've seen so much as a medical student now that I'm in my fourth year that. We don't really touch our patients as much as, as we probably should. It's really you see them, you get in, you see the root of the problem, and we don't actually do a thorough physical exam. We do the basics, but we really don't have the skill of touch anymore. And just by going in and seeing this patient, putting my hand on her muscles, I was able to figure out the etiology of her symptoms, which is from a simple muscle spasm. And by, by, by following the osteopathic you know, approach and really getting to the root of the problem and fixing it, Everything else was able to be taken care of, and she was able to go home. and It was, it was, it was, and she was very grateful for it. Well, Steve, it's it's fascinating in a society where we're continually more technology driven and and um, gadget, gizmo, and test driven society that these somewhat more old school techniques really do work and really do create a different kind of connection, that human connection, rather than the electrical connections that uh, that you mentioned before. As I said, it's, it's really just fascinating. But going back to the fact that DO medicine is not really considered in society or even the house of medicine um, to be kind of mainstream. It's still a little bit on the fringes. Have you had any bad experiences dealing with doctors, patients, colleagues on, on the MD side who may have treated you as, as someone who, who wasn't necessarily equal? Well, it's huh, great that you asked that because as a DO, you're constantly almost on your on your on guard, um, especially with all that we're taught from 
um, in our med- in medical school of a different approach to patients and really and how to um, treat them. And there was one instance where um, I was I was not, I was say questioned or I was mocked by an attending. I was at a hospital, and basically what happened was this young girl came in. She was hit by a car, unfortunately, um, by, and, and so she she tore her ACL and she had some cellulitis in her leg and she wasn't, so she wasn't really doing well. And her entire left leg just swelled up and her, all the way from her, her mid thigh down to her feet. And so I was, there was another medical, uh, osteopathic medical student and I who went, we went to go see her. She was our new patient and our resident who happened to be a DO. I had this great idea. I'm like, well, this girl is so swollen. She can't move her foot. And that's where a lot of her pain is coming from. How about we just drain the leg and help, how promote the lymphatic drainage of it so she can do some better, so she can be able to walk. And so I approached my resident, and she thought it was a great idea. And we went, we went in there as a team, and me and my other uh, medical student, we worked on releasing all of the diaphragms inside of her body and just put and stroking her feet and really manipulating it to help promote fluid uh, movement through the lymphatic system. And before we were even done with done with my treat with our treatments you can actually you can actually visibly notice that there was a change in her feet and how swollen they were and how they actually started to decrease in 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 the amount of fluid that was in them and it was funny because there an id doctor came in while we were doing all this and she and she asked she asked us well, what kind of, kind of magic are you doing on her? And she literally used the word magic, and, she, and we explained to her the physiology behind it and the, what we were doing, and she thought it was actually quite, and I was telling her that if we start moving the lymphatics, moving things out, we may even help, uh, help promote um, the, the cellulitis to heal, and, and she thought it was actually quite interesting. So we came back the next day, and this, this girl, we looked at her legs, and the amount of swelling decreased drastically. And she was actually able to move her ankle on her own, and she was actually able to stand up on her feet on her own. And that same ID doctor came in, and she was, and she was amazed by how, how, how great this was. So later in that day, I went to go tell one of the, the, the attendants that was in charge of all the medical students, and you know, we, we referred to all the other medical students, and I was telling them, this, hey, this is what will happen today, this is what we did, and this is how it worked. And he basically mocked us, and basically telling us that, what we were doing was, was bogus and it doesn't really work. And it was kind of an insult just because that even those DOs have been around for such a long time and, we're, and we are, are readily accepted in the vast majority of this country that there are certain pockets of older doctors who tend to um, look, at, look, look at what we do as maybe second class or whatnot. But, you know, there was great results with that. And I take from that experience, you know, that even though some people may not like what you're doing, you can always get great results by just putting your hands on the patient and, and, and really helping, helping them out. With that in mind, do you have any advice for maybe our pre-medical listeners who are deciding whether to apply to osteopathic schools or for maybe some of our lay listeners out in the community who may be shopping for a new doctor, especially with the new health care exchanges uh, coming out and many more people uh, gaining insurance through the new health care law uh, who may be considering going to an osteopathic doctor? Absolutely. In terms of the younger medical, uh, pre-medical students who are thinking of going into medicine, as you, as John, you, as you remember, that time was not fun. Figuring out exactly what we wanted to do, and <laughs> figuring out where we wanted to go, and I'm sure there was many, many hours of crying on both, both of our parts. Um, I would just, I would like to remind, tell them that to be very thoughtful and very, be, be introspective on what exactly you want to do with your, with yourself. 
also to investigate what's really important to you. If you really are that type of person who wants to engage in a, in a deeper connection with your patients and be very comfortable with putting yourself in these situations of you know of more touching of people um, rather than than not, and r- to really consider an alternative approach to a patient care, which may not have, which they may not have experienced before. I know when I first went into this, uh, where I went to college up in Indiana, I was always discouraged from going into the osteopathic um, field because, one, people didn't know, didn't know enough about it. They thought that it was inferior, and which is completely not true. And there's, there's a lot of misinformation. And once I was able to get out there and talk to some of my friends in college who went to the DOS schools, and once I was able to, to actually watch a physician do these types of uh, manipulations and her, her approach to medicine, I completely changed my mind, and I was like, this is, this is what I want to do. Um, in terms of, of your other part of the question, in terms of people looking for new doctors and whatnot, I think it's a, um, DOs are a great option for many patients, especially if you're someone who has like a musculoskeletal issue and the traditional just of getting, getting medications to try to take care of the pain is not cutting it, especially if like a chronic pain, it might be worth your, your, your benefit uh, to go find a doctor who is trained, uh, who is a, a DO, uh, but more importantly a DO that is trained in osteopathic manipulative techniques and there are, uh, there are, there are resources that you can use by, by um, Googling um, osteopathic medicine for, uh, and you'll be able to find the um, the AOA website who can who can guide you towards those the, those doctors who, who practice that type of medicine. And it's, it's always a good option. And you know, if one thing's not working, try something else. And they may may and you may be able to have a doctor who can find a better connection with as you go as you go through your life. Steve, thanks for sharing your story with us. Good luck with the rest of your training, and thanks so much for joining us on Radio Rounds today. Thanks, John. I really appreciate it. Thank you, John. For more information on osteopathic medicine or to find a DO physician in your area, please visit www.osteopathic.org. Please join us next week as we air the first segment in our four-part series on a systems-based approach to improving cost, quality, and access in healthcare. We'll be featuring an interview with Dr. Steve Spear, a senior lecturer at the MIT Sloan School of Management and senior fellow at the Institute for Healthcare Improvement. In the meantime, remember that you can download podcasts of all past episodes. Just search the iTunes store for Radio Rounds or visit our website. You can also contact our team via email, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. All that information at radiorounds.org. Production made possible in part by MedPlus Advantage, providing group disability and life insurance to students and residents through participating educational institutions. Visit us at medplusadvantage.com. Radio Rounds is also proudly partnered with the Student Doctor Network, online at studentdoctor.net. Find answers to your questions about medical school or residency programs. Ask questions in our online forums and get answers quickly. It's fast, easy, and available now at studentdoctor.net. Of course, please remember that the views and opinions expressed on Radio Rounds are not representative of the views and opinions of the partners of Radio Rounds. Thanks for joining us, everyone. From Boston, this is Lakshman Swami for Radio Rounds. 